Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on Block Talk Radio and your podcast. And we are now live on Facebook Live, on Twitter, and on Twitch. Hello, listeners, the thousands and thousands of you. I'm not going to say millions yet. I mean, we're. Yeah, you don't want to exaggerate. Right. There's no reason. But this guy over here, that's my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is Clark Ronald Lawrence in the first. This is live at the Sports Attic. We do this thing every Wednesday night at 6.30 promptly, unless there's a couple issues going on. It could happen. Give us a call, 760-454-8834, or leave a comment wherever you are watching live. Those of you listening on podcast, as always, we say hello. Leave us a tweet at Larcher Lawrenson. We will check it eventually. Leave me a tweet at Clark in Chicago or hit him up at Larcher Than Life. Oh, hell, Al. Let's just hand it over to you, my friend. Good evening. I love the smell of fantasy football in the morning, and it is time. Fantasy football is back. I've started my first money draft. I've started drafting some best ball. I'm in a game. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. I'm out of the horse races. I'm out of the NBA top shop. I'm back to fantasy, baby. Back to where I belong. Hang on. First of all, did you sell your horses? Did you sell your top shots? What the hell is going on? No, I'm I'm snowballing the uh, top shop cards I have. I'm going to hold on to them till they're worth millions of dollars later in life. And uh, the horse is still in the stable. Uh, they're doing another drop at the end of the month. I'm considering maybe buying a, a female so I could make some little baby horses. Uh, if not that, then, yeah, you know, maybe I'll race a little bit. Maybe I'll see if I can sell and get out. We'll see. That we'll see. is That's awesome. Uh, good luck with the horses for the, for the commoners out there that are listening and, and, you know, not myself, but you're snowballing your top shop. What, what is the definition of snowballing in that case? I think it's a, I think it's a military term when they take a, a like a, a ship out of commission, they oh, snowball it. They snowball it. Sending it out to pasture. Think- Shouldn't you send your horses out to pasture? Well, I'm not killing my horses. No. I mean, I'm not... I'm just kind of putting him on hold for right now because we're getting back into the fantasy football season, the season I cherish, the season that is like Christmas to me. Uh, my first draft is, is started. I've, I'm really enjoying these slow drafts. Um, it's something I looked at last year and I passed on because I was like, ah, I kind of like the excitement of just sitting down and doing a draft. Okay. But the slow draft gives you seven, eight hours to make a pick. Okay. Seven to eight hours to make it. I mean, and, and I mean, you can do it while you're at work. You can take a break here and there, and look into it. You have time to research after that six to seven hours. I would imagine you really, you really have time to think about your team and really think uh, strategy. It's not mm-hmm. on the spot. Go, go, go. Uh, I just, I just got uh, my first draft pick of the year at the number eleven slot was Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel it was a good value. I've gone. It bounced back to me at the 2-2 slot. I went true zero running back, Clark. I went zero RB, and I drafted Stefan Diggs. So now I have Hill and Diggs. And I'm considering if it pops back to me at three, if Mahomes is there, maybe get that Mahomes-Hill stack. 
Or if I could pop back at four, you know, two spots later, maybe get Josh Allen and uh, have the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm consulting uh, uh, some of my expert friends to see if that's a reasonable strategy. It's only a $3 game, so I'm not, I'm not going to overthink this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, zero RB, man, because now I'm entering the dead zone. You know, never draft a running back between the rounds of three and five. So I'm officially in a holding pattern. I'm not going to get my first running back until the six, unless one of the guys I really like is there one of my picks. Man, I, you know, just I'm, I obviously haven't had a chance to jump right into it, but right off the top of my head, the Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes uh, stack feels a little bit better than Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Not that Diggs didn't have a great year as the number one receiver in Buffalo last year, showing that he can well, do it with more than just one team, but maybe I just don't have the same confidence in Josh Allen that I do in Patrick Mahomes. Well, my number one wide receiver on my draft board right now is Tyree Kill. My number two wide receiver on my draft board is Stephon Diggs. Wow. My number one quarterback on my draft board is Mahomes by a long shot. And my number two is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a fantastic fantasy football uh, quarterback. I mean, you have leg equity. The guy scores touchdowns. He's an end zone threat. One of the very few NFL uh, quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, who's also a threat in the end zone, in the red zone. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're crazy not to, to start, uh, you know, I know you're still early in the, the, the planning stages, but, you know, take my advice and maybe uh, I mean, those guys up. I'm writing those down right there. Hill, Diggs, uh, Mahomes, no, yeah. Allen. Is, so Allen's going to have a good year. That's where we are oh, with that. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Okay. He, had a great, he had a great year last year. I think he was like RB3. I, I think he was a top five RB. Oh, I'm sorry, QB. Okay. Where where are yeah. you in in your draft process right now? I, exactly. You You're in the third round. Yeah, I'm coming into the th- well. It's still the the game is still in the second round. I've already made my second round pick. So then uh, my next pick's in fifteen, which would be in round three. I'm one pick away in the best ball mania two. Now best ball mania two. This is over on uh, underdog. Uh, which is a great app, a great website. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll link a uh, code uh, so you can give me some free money. If you do decide to join up under the underdog, I'll get $10 if you awesome. deposit money into that account. So I'll. Uh-oh, we, we lost Al for just a second there. I'm sure he'll jump right back into the conversation. But if you want to jump into the conversation, 760-454-8834. Here he is. You were linking the underdog code, right? Yeah, I was I was gonna do that uh, in the, into the Facebook chat. Um, okay, I'll try to get so that copy. Sure well, I could probably do it from here actually. Uh, yeah, but I, what I was saying was, first place is a million dollars. So if you're looking for a million dollars, twenty five dollars gets you in. Oh. Uh, One hundred and fifty max teams. But you know, you can play over the summer. You know, every time you got an extra twenty five bucks, go ahead and draft yourself a team. And who knows, you might be a millionaire. How long is one gonna spend? On that, you know what I mean? Like, how long am I going to spend on, like, this $25? The, the draft can take for up to a week? Is that is that what we're doing here? Like, it sounds like you've been doing, you know, you have a few hours to make your decision. Yeah, it's a seven-hour between picks, and it's uh, 18 rounds. So, 
you know, you do the math. Obviously, not everybody takes their I'm not gonna do seven that. hours. Yeah. You know, you right, just, right, right. it's one of those things you draft when you're when you get to you're it. You're not you're not taking seven hours, but you're you're probably taking a couple hours here and there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, my turn came up. I think I picked within an hour. Yeah. You know, I, I I was driving. I took time to get home and really think about my pick. Wasn't much to think about. I mean, the first couple, your first two three picks should be, you should know what you're doing kind of have an idea of your long game, you know, but best ball, very exciting. And if people don't know what best ball is, that's, that's a format of fantasy football where all you do is draft, you draft, you set it and forget it. It's like those old ovens oh. where you used to cook things. You put you put the food in and you'd set it and forget it. That's how you do best ball. You draft an entire team and the best points every week on your team right. is your final score. You never you there's no free agency, there's no trades, there's no to collect your monies, your million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Uh best ball in golf is you play with four guys and you all shoot from wherever the best ball landed from all of you, right? That's best ball golf. So this is just you draft your damn team. Do you have extra players more than just the normal roster? And then you have bench guys and they just fill in the spot when somebody gets hurt. Well, you or, have a 10 or... man back. What's that? It's a pretty standard. Okay. It's a pretty standard, you know, one quarterback, two uh, running backs, three wide receivers, one slot, a tight end. I don't know if they do kicker and defense. That's interesting. I should probably know this. <laughs> this but, I mean, you know, we're learning as we go. This is just the first 25 bucks. You can do this 149 more times. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, there's the $3 games, uh, oh, that's which I'll be playing a lot of. Okay. And if anybody wants to jump in a game with me, you can do that. You can, uh, you know, isolate it so it's just your buddies. What's the popularity of this right now? Are they going to fill up? Is there going to be a lot? I mean, hell, there's a million dollars on the line. A lot of people are going to be playing this, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. There is a well, – let, let me let me go ahead and I'll just pull the website up and get some details. Oh, I, I know there's an actual max. Like, there is a, a cutoff point. I doubt it gets to it. Guys, uh, leave a comment wherever you're watching us and join in on the conversation. If you're watching on Twitch, thank you so much. Those of you on Facebook Live, of course we thank you. Those of you watching on Twitter via Periscope, shoot us a tweet. We'll answer that, 760-454-8834. If you'd like to join us live on the air, you can join us right here on Live at the Sports Attic. So $25, $3.5 million in prizes. First place is a million, a million and one dollar goes to first place. $25 to get you in. 155,000 players maximum. Okay. All right. Then let's I, – I, I'm getting in. You sent me the link earlier today. I've had no time to, to, to look at it, so I appreciate yeah. you showing me right here. He's going to share got, the link on our socials, the, the, the link. You got, you got you know, weeks to join. If you want to get your, your game set, get, get yourself ready for it, you don't have to just jump right to really make sure you're ready to be a, to be a player. Um, but if you do, if you do play, go ahead and use my link so I can get some free money. Uh, which I appreciate. I like free money. 
the refer a friend program. It's ten bucks, so I'll take it. So use your link, jump in, you get ten, maybe I get a five or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Well, you get the joy of competing. Oh you know? I, I do love the joy of competing. Hey, I noticed that uh that you might have the uh the CM Punk shirt on, Chicago Zone. I do have a CM Punk shirt. CM Punk right there with the four stars. Uh speaking of Chicago, I'd like to discuss something that happened during the pandemic. There was a uh, uh, liquor being sold in the city during the pandemic. It got limited down to 9 p.m. throughout the pandemic. But as you and I both know, we're coming back, baby. I saw a couple of pictures from you this last weekend. Like, we we appear to be back. I'm giving tours. Things are all back. But then today, I get notice from our mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I see. Your mayor, Clark. Your mayor. Our, our mayor. She, she, I'm a Jewish she's guy. your mayor too. Where do you live, pal? If you don't like it, get out. I'm a Jew. I'm trying. Yeah. I can't, I'm get my ass to Montana fast enough. Well, get to my Montana. I think you belong in Montana. First of all, not not that you're not welcome here. You are Chicago, but have fun there. Lori Lightfoot has seriously is introducing a bill to permanently limit the sale of packaged liquor. To permanently limit it to – you can't sell it after 10 p.m. Like I know some of you folks might be listening from some southern states or from other states or other counties where you can't buy on Sundays. You can't buy on the weekends. You can't do this. But here in Chicago, Al Archer, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the quirks of Chicago is our late night – well, our late night bars. You walk out of the bar at 3, 3 a.m. on a Saturday – you want to be able to go to the liquor store next door to go home and have a couple of drinks. You walk after your shift. You're working at a bar until 2 a.m. You want to pick up a six-pack of uh, seltzers on your way home, right? You want a couple sure. of seltzers on your way home. Who? I mean, is Lori Lightfoot, has she already decided that the pandemic has ended her tenure here? Is that what's happened with this? Is, she, wow. is that what she decided, that, you know, this pandemic, I've, I've messed this up already? I, I've made so many people unhappy that now this is the moment that now that we're going to limit these sales and we're just going to lose everybody. What's going on with that? You know, as somebody who, who uh, works in the bar industry, hey, look, this is a good thing, you know? <laughs> if you want to drink, come to a bar. What's the matter? If you want to drink after 10 p.m., you should be drinking in a bar like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, your mayor, your mayor. As a man who, who who obviously stands for less government and uh, hates governmental regulation, um, this is this is terrible. This is this is another example of her over overstepping her boundaries, overstepping uh, what what the government's role is in our daily lives, and um, it, it's something that's just more more ridiculous more ridiculousness. I don't know what's driving it. I don't know if the bars are pushing for it saying, Hey, we lost so much money. You got to let us be the one selling the alcohol after 10 o'clock. But uh, it it seems kind of ridiculous to me uh, because there's going to be a workaround. You know, if it's Uh all of a sudden now bars are going to have packaged liquor to go, that's what they're going to do. I mean, you're going to find booze in the city. You're not going to be able to stop this or it's going to be bootleg. Anytime you regulate a market, Clark, you create what's known as a black market. Right. And that's what's going to happen here. And uh, people are going to, you know, 
drive up prices. It's just it's more ridiculous. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want do you want to work something out here? I I got the Binnies right down the street. I got the Segway that takes me right there. If you Whoa. want to start stocking up, you and I, we got this. Hey, I'll 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 make the rounds on set. Remember the tamale guy? Could you imagine the fucking hard seltzer guy coming by on a Segway carrying a 12 pack of seltzer at 11 p.m. on a Friday night? Boom. That's like 30 bucks right there, right? It is. It is. All right. So All right, we just shared it. Uh, Al, can you see it on yours? Did, did it share? I, I can. Thank you for right. doing that. Yeah, no, thank you. With with the 11th pick in my first draft, I went ahead and I took Tyreek Hill. Here I am now with the eighth pick in the draft. I was hoping uh, Ellen Kamara was going to fall to me. He went seventh overall. I, I'm now on the clock. I have 10 hours to make a decision here. Uh, but it looks like my second first round pick. This is for the uh, Best Ball Mania 2. This is for the million dollars. It looks like it's going to be Tyreek Hill again. So Okay. So much for diversifying. My options right now really are Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Stephon Diggs, Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Eckler. Those would be the guys I would be looking at. Maybe A.J. Brown. Throw him in the mix, too. But I, I don't know how I feel about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he is the last chance. Him and Akers are my last chance at real running back equity, so I really need to consider that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's average draft position is 6.7, so I'm a, I would actually be getting a value here at 8. Um, I have him ranked number two on my board behind Tyreek Hill, whose average draft position is actually 9.3. I would be taking him at 8, so I would be reaching by a pick. So. Right now, between Tyler Hill and uh, Jonathan Taylor, if anybody wants to chime in in the message board, help me make that decision. I'm all ears because uh, I'm torn. I don't know if I want to go to my first two teams, both of them being Hill. I like that you have the time uh, for show purposes that we can take some input throughout it throughout this because it, you're not on a minute and 50 no. clock like we are in a normal draft. I have 10 hours and these stuff. people yeah. can wait. Because they know I am a draft pick. There it is. You know this. That's what I'm you saying. You, I'm need, of, you, you need to make them wait. That should be part of your draft strategy is just taking your fucking time. I've been trying to figure out where I rank in the world. Well, and I got to say, I'm, there's no question I'm in the top 5% of all fantasy players in the world. Okay. All right. How many fantasy players have won more than one tournament with over 250,000 entries. True. Yeah. I don't think there's I, – I think there's a handful of dudes in my, in my class who've done that. I don't know any personally. Where, so even, even the experts I know, you know, they talk a lot, and they, they win a lot more money than I do, no question. Now, if you're going by money, then no, I'm, I'm not because I don't play with a huge bankroll. But if you want to talk about actual rankings in winning – Tournaments. I have three top ten tournament finishes in in pools of over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Well, two wins, we two should, first place wins. We should absolutely just market this and roll it into as the season starts beginning this year, especially this year. We should roll this into. Hey, we are we're a fantasy football podcast. Yeah, we strictly all fantasy. Like I want to be like we could be top five fantasy because you're you're in the top five percent and I would I have nothing I, to argue against. 
in I the, think there's possibly uh, possibly in the top one percent. Because I, I don't yeah. know many people who've won multiple tournaments. I mean, I really don't. Like, it's not something people do. Well, and, and your partner over here, not not that I'm good at it or great at it, but, I mean, I'm definitely over 50%. I think I'm in the you top in 40%. The top I would say I'm in the top 40% for sure. All right, I'll give you the 40 I mean, I won, I won three out of three leagues last year. How many people in the – how many people – Played in three leagues last year and won all three of them. That's all I'm asking. That's very that's hard to do. It is. As somebody who's in the top uh, five percentile, I would say that's a very hard thing to do. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, Al. I really and do. I really do. I truly am a king this week because the insurance company approved the crowns. Wait a minute. Hang on. Oh, congratulations. That's Thank great you. news. Thank you. How so are- on uh, – Wednesday, I'll be getting my, my DraftKings crowns placed into my mouth, which is wonderful because I had half a tooth fall out today. So oh, it's, it's, Jesus. It's perfect. Do they crown that one? That's one. No, that I'm going to Cook County. They were – I was supposed to get it done the other yeah, day, but the they were too busy. There? They were too busy with the prisoners. The prisoners were coming in for dental work. So, uh, you know, because I go uh, – being a DraftKings, I only go to the highest quality dentist. I think and, I've got uh, to talk to your dentist guys. Do you suggest them? Do you, would you, cause you know that I need some dental work myself, my friend. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who I, I don't know if I trust these people or not, whatever. It's shit's getting done. It's still, it's still costing me. You know, I am dipping in, I'm dipping into some uh, fantasy winnings to get things done, but it, it, it's, it, dental work's no joke, man. It's expensive. No, it I, is. I know. I, I absolutely know. Uh, I'm a working man again, though. I've, uh, you know, all this talk about everybody sitting at home on unemployment through all of this. I mean, I, I've been back in, in the workforce for a month, and I've got to tell you, I've taken a bit of a hit on, on my profits as of late. But within the next month, I'll make up for it. It's all good. Like, I'm back. I'm, I'm ready to work. I'm happy to be out there. Uh, however, I, I wouldn't mind uh, going and getting some dental work soon. Uh, Larcher? We just uh, we had our first stitches in a child this week. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess which one. Let me guess which one. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hazel's a little. She's older, so she's she's bouncing around she's more. Four. She's but four. But the little one sees the sister, so she gets she's a little four. more brave. That's a good point. And uh, I'm gonna go point. Vera. Uh, that would be incorrect. Uh, it was oh. Hazel. I uh, I was at work. I just I'm not I'm neither here nor there on this. Like it could have been either of us at home. I did spend a lot of time at home with them during the pandemic, just me and them. I happened to be at work when it happened. She fell over some pillows and the score is currently subwoofer one, hazel zero. It's Ooh. like four to five tiny stitches right below the the ball of your you know, the the back, right there, just above the neck. Uh, yeah, she's good. Like, I can't keep her from climbing things. Still, like, she's still the same daredevil. It, it doesn't phase them one bit. It phased Who's us. Who's watching her? It phased. That doesn't matter. We don't have to announce Lauren, like the missus. You know. All right, all right. She was, but we don't. We're not keeping score here, Al. Like, no, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. I, I think I mean I am home with them a lot. Just me and them, and no stitches. I'm. I'm not. Saying anything. I think because you went so long without an accident that required stitches, you should get a pressure cooker as a reward. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other thought, Al. Do you know that you 
our our whole thing on the pressure cooker is going like your new draft. We can take three to four hours to decide. We're taking apparently we're taking three to four weeks. I put a post on Facebook just to generate some more action because obviously, like yeah. your 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 endorsement audit is huge. But I mean, I wanted some parents to get on that. You know, I wanted parents well, I to was a little, right. Doesn't that make sense? Well, a draft king definitely doesn't have as much weight as a parent. No, 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 no. But but like you're cooking for you and the kids, right? Like I mean, she. I want her. I want her to see how other. Or for you're cooking for you and the cat. (laughs) Well, not the cat. I want her to see other people with children, how it benefits that, and how it makes things easier. Because I'm. You've told me that for years now, with the kids that I have to get the pressure cooker, right? With the air fryer. Well, you don't have to with the air fryer, but I think it's larger, something you, larger, you would want. Larger, maybe. No, should... no, no. I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's something that, that that really behooves you because once you get the pressure cooker, you're gonna go, oh man, this is great, but I really need the air fryer too. And then you either got to buy a whole new pressure cooker or you got to get the separate air fryer, yes. which just makes takes up more space. And in the long run, it's not as good as being able to just, you know, finish something and then boom, hit the air fry button and you know, I melted some mozzarella. I, I got some. I went to Joseph's Finest Meats and I got some fresh shredded mozzarella, and I had some fresh ground beef, and I, and I took some because uh, I'm keto now. So I, I took, oh, uh, you know, I made I threw some onion, some pepper, some ground beef, some cumin, and uh, some pepper. Mixed it all together, finished that up, and then I threw that fresh shredded mozzarella on top. And then I hit the air fry the uh, air fryer button and let that just air fry on top, and it was great. Man. It was like nachos without the chips. Do you, do you just do that on the fly, and go with it? Yeah. Was that was that some recipe that you based it off of, or you just like no. I like this shit. We're gonna throw it in. That, that's a that's a custom al larger recipe. Yeah, I like um, that. I like that recipe. I um, feel, I feel like there's a name for it like i'm sure people eat meat ground beef like i have a i have a meat i always make a meat pasta that's what i do and it's just like ground meat yeah a ton of it way too much that the average person apparently doesn't like but i love it it's my thing um if i so going to costco i i pick up this keto these keto bread this keto buns and stuff but i can never go through it enough because costco you always get like double the amount that comes with it. Can I just like drop that off on your front porch now that you're back on keto? Yeah. What is it? They're really good. It's a keto friendly bread. My sister said that it's one of the best and my sister's been, been doing keto for two and a half years, maybe three years. She's dropped a hundred pounds and she endorses this bread. Like how many G's, how many G's on the CRB? Shit. I got to look that up, Al. See, I don't know these things. And I, I'm trying to get, I told you this two weeks ago. I'm trying to get on that train, on the keto train. Well, I, I just don't know I how fell, to start. I fell off it a little bit. I've decided I'm not going to be so hardcore that I'm not going to let myself live. I've done that in the past and it's worked for me. And yeah. generally when I let myself be loose is when I fail. But I've decided if I go out to eat with friends, and it's not like me. If I, if I decide to go out to eat by myself, I have to stay true to my diet. Okay. But if something's going on, like if you, you know, if it's your birthday and you're having it somewhere, I'm good, just going to enjoy myself. So if it's a special occasion, I, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Well, my dad, his birthday is like June 6th or something. He decided to, have, to celebrate it this weekend. 
So we went to an Italian restaurant, and I looked, and they had a steak, and I could have done the steak, but I'm like, you know what? It's a special occasion. Let me get a glass of wine and a lasagna. So I really, I fell off the wagon, but, and then a couple weeks ago, I celebrated a little late because of the pandemic, Patrick's birthday, and we went to an all-you-can-eat steakhouse, and uh, I went ahead and I ate a lot of meat, but I also had a little bit of the ice cream. I didn't, I didn't go as hard on the carbs, but I definitely went over. Sure. And uh, that week, I didn't lose any weight. So if that's true this week, where when I screw up, when I have one day to myself, oh, so after after my dad, I'm like, all right, well, I screwed up. I stopped. Might at as Culver's. well do one more. I got to stop at Culver's and I got a large uh, um, chocolate malt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but you have to look at it as you didn't lose any weight that week, but you also didn't gain it back. I didn't, right. If I could, I mean, if I could yeah. find a pattern where when I cheat, I just hold. That's, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, that's. Every other week, I haven't. Yeah. I've lost weight. I think I might even end up losing weight this week. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm bicycling a little more. I started bicycling. I tried to start the motorcycle today. The motorcycle didn't start. Uh, so. Do you want me to come take a look at it? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll come take a look. I mean, my uncle was a professional motorcycle racer. That's that's well, my qualifications. That's, it must be in the blood. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a kick. Um, oh, that's badass. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this diet a try, Al, during Memorial Day weekend. Oh. After this weekend, I'm gonna indulge a lot. I'm working a lot through it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna indulge through it. Tours are back, larger. Uh. This city, I feel like, is going to explode might be the wrong word, but I feel like roaring 20s is a good phrase a little bit because I think that everybody who's been timid throughout, I've been seeing people hugging that I know were timid throughout this whole thing. I've been seeing people doing a a lot of different just like they're jumping, just jumping back full on into life again. Like we are back. Uh, the tours are starting to fill up. There seems to be a lot of people in the park again. Well, I mean, people were outside, I guess, last year for sure. But just it's it's happening. And I'm here for it. I'm excited to give tours to people coming to Chicago. I'm excited for the nightlife to be back. It appears, based on what I saw from some posts from you this past week, it appears that things are happening again, feeling more back to what it was in 2019 and life before that. Would that be incorrect? No, that's uh, it seems about right. Things are uh, things are coming back to, for sure, and people seem hungry to. They have an appetite for uh, misadventure. And uh, I'm ready to offer it to them. So welcome back, you know, uh, until they tell us otherwise. I don't even think people would listen at this point. No, if, uh, I think I think we're done. Anyway. Yeah, I think we're done with it. What what um, what do you think? What what do you want to do that you haven't done in over a year? Uh, 
What's Probably the big thing? Probably go see some live wrestling. I'd like to go see, go yeah. check out a wrestling show. Like in in a gym. I want to go watch wrestling in a fucking gym. Yeah. And sit yeah. front I mean, row where they're doing flips into us. I'd love that. Tomorrow, Money in the Bank goes on sale. Um, I'm going to look at tickets. I kind of looked at pricing for uh, uh, planes and whatnot. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I really have the money or want where, to spend the money. Where go. is it? It's in Fort Worth. So. Oh. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You know, everything's going to start in Florida or it's going to start in Texas. Yeah. And because that's where everyone's going right now, anyways. Uh, you know, that's where the expensive tickets are. So. Texas is. Uh, you could fly in and out of uh, Southwest in and out of O'Hare from Dallas Loves Field. Uh, because today at 1 p.m., I picked up our buddy Big Money Andrew. Uh, oh, wow. He came here and hung out long enough to work for an hour and a half, and then he went to go hang out with his friends. But I Oh, you didn't make you didn't make the you didn't make the cut? Well, I got the I got the hey, I figured, you know, you got the family and stuff, but Things are happening. Yeah, you know it's well, fine. Well, I didn't even get the I didn't even get the announcement he was. In you didn't town, even know he's so. in town, right? I yeah. know. But no, me and the girls went and picked him up. It, it was nice. We had a great time. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Anyway, no. But this is bullshit. Uh, let me tell you this though. Southwest at O'Hare picks up and lets out at the international terminal. Do you know how easy it is to pick up and drop off at the international terminal? You don't have to go buy the other three, Al. And oh, there, it's wow. only the one. Like, you go in and out. The the New Southwest, look into that ticket. It might be a little expensive, but, man, your Uber's going to drop you off right there or maybe your friend Clark, depending on how things are. And, uh, yeah. But it was good. I got to see Andrew for a minute. Didn't make the cut. I'm not upset about it. No. Like like you said, you you at least got notification of the draft. I wasn't even invited, <laughs> so – uh, it's like he's got a dad's 70th birthday, meeting a nephew back home. He's only in town for a night before he goes back out to K-Town. So. Oh, well. Yeah. I didn't want to see him anyway, so. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I was talking about earlier when I'm like, shit, things are all of a sudden getting busy. Like, i trying to navigate through the end of that into the show, and then I was like, no, this is bullshit. I'm doing the damn show tonight. Like, let's do this thing. What what are you doing Monday? Monday, Monday Memorial Monday. Day. Um, I have the girls at home. Lauren will be at work. Um, maybe you should come by and we do a cookout if the weather's nice. I'd be I'd be down with that. Let's do that. Oh, that'd be a great idea. I'm I don't angling know. for something to do here. Yeah. Let's let's hang out Monday, and and all the listeners are welcome to join. Virtually. They can join us virtually. We'll be hanging out. It's still the end of the pandemic. No, I'm kidding. Like, uh, let's roll. I was thinking about having my birthday party in the Forest Preserve this year. Wow. You know, getting a grill out there, a little music. I like that. Is Is there a place that allows you just to kind of let loose out in the Forest Preserve without any rangers coming by to tell you to piss off? Yeah, the Forest Preserve. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Have you ever? Which have you, one? You don't. You're not a bicyclist, so yeah, you don't. You don't see what goes on out there. But 
you, if you get your if you get your ass out into the forest preserve, you do some bike riding, you ride through all those little pavilions, and you see what's going on. What exactly goes world. on? What exactly goes on out there? I saw motorcyclists play, playing loud music. Really loud neat. music? Yeah, there was loud music. I saw this was kind of cool. I saw a bunch of uh, like. Hindu guys, like Indian dudes, I, I shouldn't guess their religion, but they were yeah, Indians. Right. They were playing uh, American football. Ah, oh, that's which awesome. was kind of you know that was cool yeah, to yeah. see, like just a, a different culture embracing it. Yeah, and uh, I saw, um, I saw everything, man. I saw, I saw a couple Mexican people. They were making some tacos, and they had music playing, and a good time, and everybody's the whole family's out there, and. People are playing volleyball and soccer, and you go to the forest preserve. You can do whatever you want. I'm in. All right, I like that for a birthday party. I think that'd be a great idea. Give the, give that a go. Uh, Mexican food, uh, Simone up on Milwaukee, up in our neighborhood, just north on Portage Park. I think that would be a good idea, Al, uh, for you to order sometime. We just did that again the other night, and I really like their food. Yeah, a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs. You can't Bark, do Mexican You're not ordering food? from there anymore. What about corn? No, you can't do corn tortillas? I'm thinking gluten. Fuck. Fuck. But right. if you commit to it, you got to commit to it. It's Unless you're going out with Patrick or your dad, then you can have a little ice cream yes. or you can do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, maybe if you and I come up with a special occasion, we can go get tacos. How, how many special occasions can we come up with? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I do 52? know. I do know that my first birthday of the year is coming up soon. Yeah, there it is. The, the around June 9th is my first birthday. Around April 12th is my or August 12th is my second birthday. That's right. Well, that's when you have your party. You you delay the uh, the party <laughs> for for August 12th, which happens to be my birthday as well. It, I'll never I'll right. never forgive you for stealing my 40th birthday. I love that you put the blame on me, even though it was my wife who threw, threw said party. No, no pandemic. It's not like you put the birthday off because there was a pandemic. It was normal times. The world was perfectly normal, as normal could be. <laughs> and, and the guy has his birthday in June, but he has his party on my 40th birthday. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? accidentally i didn't even throw it it was a surprise party i didn't even know the party was happening now how 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 was i supposed to know 760-454-8834 760-454-8834 if you'd like to join in uh seriously though uh southwest airlines flying out of o'hare and out of the international terminal they're not flying to too many places out of there but man if they're flying to where you're going Get on it. A uh, buddy of mine is going to start working at the Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas soon. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's running concessions out there shortly for the next season, and the Bears will be playing there. I heard that all the flights sold out for that, though, Al. So I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't think I can fly there for a Bears game. Well, uh, no. I mean, it's no Browns game, so... All right, I'm probably not going to Cleveland. What? Hey, look, I mean, if you go, you go. I'm just, I'm not flying to the, I'm not going to the Raiders game. I'm not going to the Browns game. I'm not going to any Bears games unless somebody gives me a ticket. 
I'm sitting at home on Sunday and watching Red Zone because that's what a draft king does. Hang on, I've I've just got a notification about something happening in Pittsburgh. Uh oh. With your with one of with your new favorite sport. I mean you're you're a favorite you're a fan of a team in this division. Uh a team that I believe won here on the South Side today, your St. Louis Cardinals. They came to Chicago and they lost the first two games, but they lost today against your White Sox. But uh but there seems to be no hits for one team out in Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, we are, oh, uh, Tra- Travis Williams, Trevor Williams is, uh, is playing there again. Uh, we're only in the, we're only in the fifth inning. You can't really talk about it until the sixth from what I understand. But so far, uh, it's probably his first game pitching against his former team. And, uh, and Williams, yeah, we'll see Al. there could be some history. Oh. Actually, uh looks like uh, Pittsburgh just got a hit. All right, then. So, so it's over? Yeah. Wow, baseball is so exciting. That was, holy God. Whew. Hold on, let me catch my breath. Yeah. Uh, Trevor oh, Williams. man. Wow. That was a doozy. My mom texted me. No hitter alert in in Pittsburgh. Oh, your mom hasn't seen a hitter in ten years, twenty years. No, you're probably more accurate on ten. I think your hit or her eyesight's been completely gone for ten. All right, your but mom hasn't seen a hitter away. in ten years. Well, maybe there's maybe there's some controversy on it. Maybe maybe a hit got rescored. That could be what's going on because. I could be looking at bad information now. And if not, what happens if it's just a one-hitter? Well, then it's a one-hit shutout. That's phenomenal. That's a phenomenal a phenomenal thing right there. For those listening on uh, Blog Talk, <sighs> you, know, you, you missed my prop comedy there when I hit my one-hitter as I made the joke. Oh, I missed it too. I wasn't looking. I'm trying yeah, to. I know. I'm, I'm doing the research. We don't have the research interns. Can we get some interns? Sure. All right. We just got re-upped from the mother that uh, that it's uh, three to zero, oh, and he has a no hitter going. This is riveting conversation here. Where well, I think there may be a no hitter right now. Yeah, Mike Leone over on uh, Establish the Run. He thinks if I if Mahomes were to fall to me, it's just not worth it. Really? Yeah, it's too early. It's too rich too for early? me. Throws off my structure. I know we have Mahomes rated closest around here, but personally, I'm not going to go quarterback until round six, maybe sometimes five if I'm confident. I'm not going to have a huge drop-off from who I take at five if I don't go quarterback. I mean, I agree with that. Like, outside of Mahomes, you know, the difference between quarterback three through seven is so small. That's why going quarterback late makes so much sense. But I don't know. The stack of having Hills, Mahomes, it sounds sexy to me. You know, it just seems like a sexy pick. 
I get it. I understand you wanting to put that together, but maybe it's not the right move right now. Do it in one of your drafts and don't do it in the other. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, you have plenty of drafts. Somebody else commented on and kind of said the same thing. Like, if you're doing a ton of drafts, you know, who cares? Go for it. And uh, I am. This is just a $3 draft that's going to be one of many. Uh, this just in from, uh, from Jay, from at Jay with a bunch of numbers. I got the prop comedy as I was feeding the baby and yes, air fryer slash pressure cooker combo. That's it. Thank you, Jay. Jay, Jay's a genius. I'm in. Jay's down in Charlotte, by the way, Charlotte, Jay. Right Woo! Thank you, Jay. Oh, there it is. Little Ric Flair territory right down there. Thanks. I've never been to Charlotte. I hear it's, it's beautiful. Oh man. Uh, I think that uh, the weather's just it, – it's like a Chicago with nicer weather year-round, right? Yeah. I a little so. smaller. And may, maybe Never maybe been. you can get packaged liquor after 10. You might be able to get packaged liquor after 10. <laughs> Although know. in the south, uh, I mean, yeah, in Paris, right. I don't – you couldn't. In Paris, Illinois, you couldn't. Well, and on Sundays, I mean, I know it's – No Sundays. It's, no, you can't buy before you go to a Bears game or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, there bars used to be not town, open during football? Like, how are bars there, not open during football? I think the bars could open, at, like, after church let out. So, at, like, uh, 1. Or right at noon. Well, on the East Coast, case. 1. Right at 1. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. In Paris, tell me about it. There used to be a bar. In that, Paris, there, no, there was, like, a town down the street. You know, it was, like, 15 miles down the road. And it was a small town of, like, 500 people. So, they didn't have the rule. Yeah. So you, you'd have to drive down there to get the booze. So what everyone say, oh, it's Sunday. We got to drive over to Dippendorf and get the uh, get our booze today. Yeah, I get it. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. If you'd like to join us on the conversation here, leave us a comment on Twitter or Twitch or uh, Facebook Live if you are watching us live. Thank you so much. Uh, I do have the green screen now, Al. I'm going to be working on getting a uh, a virtual background behind me. I just when I'm watching the folks at home doing the virtual, I like I don't like the disappearing mics and like the disappearing ear and that stuff. So that's why I'm not doing that here. But I do think that there shall be a creative outlet for us in the near future. There. Did you see the hats? The baseball the baseball hats that came out. No, they, I mean, well, no. New, New Era came out with some hats where they basically put up clip art. No, no, yeah, you're not going to see it right there. Um, they basically put up clip art uh, for for the hats for the baseball teams. Like there is a a state of Illinois outline on the Chicago White Sox and Cubs hats. There is a deep dish pizza. That look like, I mean, you know, clip art from like Microsoft Word, right? Yeah. And then they listed all of these area codes on them. Really? Yes. Uh, The Chicago ones. Hang on a second here. I'm trying to to get to this. is going well this is great here we're talking about hats huh i want to i want to show you what it is um 
The Chicago, yeah, we're we're talking hats. We, yeah. What's so wrong with talking hats for a second? Jesus. Oh, I'm just clarifying. I wasn't quite. Kind of letting you know, people were just tuning in. I want them to know what we're talking about. Oh, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can I get some more of that prop comedy, maybe? Actually, it was good. It it was good. Uh, the local market hats, like a lot of them had issues because they listed a bunch of area codes. And you were talking about downstate, and it made me think of this um, because the area codes on the hats were – yeah, this is fucking riveting. I apologize to the listeners. I apologize to no one. Yeah, I'm lo- I mean, I'm looking at some of them now on the internet. Uh, I see New York ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see yeah. Sox ones. Got like a rose on it. Look at look at the uh, look at the area codes listed for the, listed for the Cubs. There, you see how the the state is over there on the left side. Yeah. And then there, two one seven three three one three zero nine. Like two one seven, that's Paris, right? That is fair. 618-312-708-630-773. Sure, a lot of Chicago area ones and downstate ones, like down near St. Louis, where there's more Cardinals fans, they're missing uh, the 847, Al. Very close. Suburban. The 815, which is a huge – that's where I'm from. I'm from the 815. I'm I'm from the 847, so I'm already offended. That's what I'm saying. Like – and then just uh, yeah, uh, take a a quick gander around this hat and like look at the back of that thing. It's got the pizza on it. Like, come on, what is going on? Who needs pizza on their hat? If you want a hat with pizza, go get a hat from a pizza restaurant, dude. You know, I don't need it with my football, my baseball. Thank you to Bleacher Nation here for uh, for providing us with this tweet. But Al, that thing there, like. That's the same. It's the same hat for the White Sox, except you know it's a black hat with a Sox logo on the front. Same hat. They, they have the, they have the Irish thing there for the Irish of Chicago. What's that? So it looks a little better. <laughs> All right. Good dig. Um, no, they removed it within like six hours. It's gone. They aren't selling it anymore. So now that wow. fucking thing's a collector's item. I don't know. It was. It was a yeah, lot of I wish I stuff. had one now. It's so stupid. Right? I, I think uh, right. I'd appreciate wearing it. Yeah, right. It's kind of like wearing a Browns hat around, right? I, I wore uh, I wore the AEW Chicago flag hat the other day. That That's, you got me. where did you get it? Oh, oh you got okay. It, all right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like that. That was rude of me to. Where did you get the AEW Chicago flag hat? You've got it for me at one of the shows. Double or nothing, all in. And you didn't like it? I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I wore it the other day. What are you getting? I didn't like it. Well, you were leading into sometimes I wear hats. Like right after we were talking about the dumb hats. You let it. Okay, go. What were you trying to say? See, it's the same hat. I'm saying, well, it's a wrestling hat, though, you know? Wait, you don't wear wrestling hats? Yeah, I do. I wore one the other day. Are you aren't you following along? You wear it if you're going to pro wrestling tees. I, I wore it to work. I wore it to work. I got no shame. Does any, anybody uh, come up and give you the too sweet or? All the time. I get a lot of too sweets. Do you? Yeah, that's good. He's Al Larger. I'm Clark Larson. This is live at the Sports Attic every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. sharp. We do this here show. 
Great to have you with us. What else? So WWE, I mean, we 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 miss talking about um, well, a lot going on in wrestling. We, yeah. we I forgot you had the Nick Goolish, the violent uh, dark side of the ring. Nick one. Cage. The, the, the Nick Cage. Yeah, that's what it is. The King of the Death. Match. I saw his man. Woo. I got to tell you, like, I, I know that you're not into the blood and guts thing, but it sounds like you were all right with that episode. And I, I found myself intrigued. Yeah, it was interesting. I, when they have an interesting subject, especially something I love like wrestling, and it's something I don't know a lot about, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to get excited about it. You know, like, uh, then the next week was the North Korea show. Which I didn't find very good. I fell asleep because I knew it. everything. Yep. I knew everything, and they didn't have a lot of star power. I, I mean, if you think about it, like it was only like New Jack talking. It was like, and not New Jack, uh, uh, Scorpio Sky, and uh, the guy who got uh, shaken down by the uh, North Koreans. Uh, Wait, Scorpio Sky was there? Yeah. Wow. Uh, who got shaken down? Um, yeah, I, uh, Bischoff. No, 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 no. He's he's kind of a he's a big wrestler, he's a big dude. Yeah, I, I don't think he had much success outside of WCW. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, big I'm kicking myself Pump. for not knowing it. It was it's not it's like the level of Big Papa Pump. Kind of okay. looks like Big Papa Pump, but it's not Big Papa Pump. Oh, I caught wind today that Buff Bagwell was uh, was arrested for being yeah. intoxicated, arguing with a police, impersonating, I don't know, just drive. He, he was like names. driving under the influence, and he looked in under the influence in his booking photo. I I hope the best for the guy. For me too. I mean, for everybody. Know, uh, hey, look, exactly. Um. So yeah, they had the North Korea thing where. Scorpio Sky claimed he was gonna shank um, Hawk and kill Hawk because they got into a fist fight on a bus where uh, uh, he he knocked out Hawk or he he knocked down Hawk. Do you mean Scorpio then, Sky or like the other like two cold Scorpio? Like is it Scorpio Hawk. Kai from AEW? Scorpio oh, Sky right. is in you're AEW right. in S- SCU. Yeah, you know. I am all over the place right now. That's all right. You're it could 100% be the, could be from the prop comedy from earlier with the one hitter, you know, like <laughs> exactly what it was. Um, too cold, Scorpio. Yes, right. <laughs> I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, Flash. I should have just called him Flash Funk because that's how I know him. You know, we're in good shape when I'm the guy that can. Yeah, yeah. you're the you're in, you're the one in control here, Clark. Um, Amen. Yeah, he With was going to shank. He was going to shank Hawk, but that didn't happen. And then, yeah, Eric Bischoff went for uh, a jog. He got himself uh, in trouble there. Scott Norton was who I was thinking of. Why the fuck would you go for a jog in North Korea? Like, you know that you're under some serious scrutiny. Is, is that just like, uh, or are they embellishing on it in the stories? I, like, it feels well, like a Rocky movie getting chased by the Russians in Rocky Four. Right, I feel like I've heard Eric Bischoff talk about it, maybe on his own podcast. Sure, and uh, I I think it went into a lot more detail. Where you know, like Eric Bischoff, he knew what he was doing, but 
you know, I don't think he realized that it could have gotten someone killed. Okay. For doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I understand. So you had but, the North Korea one, and then uh, but, this one coming up is going to be the Warrior, right? Right. Well, A and E did a documentary on the Ultimate Warrior. Which A and E's documentaries have a little bit of influence with WWE, like they're working together because they also have that they have right. the um, they have their version of Pawn Stars wrestling. Pawn Stars, yes, is on right. It was it, it's as bad as Pawn Pawn Stars. <laughs> yes, uh, Storage Wars, so, Storage Wars, uh, Pawn Stars, WWE. It was fun going to see Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, go to his storage unit in Austin, Texas. All right, that was a delight. I, I'm going to watch it. I, I do want to watch it. I know I'm ripping it, but I do. It's not as – it's not – it's so fake. Like, it's just so damn fake. Well, like, they're all fake. I mean, Storage right. Wars was fake as shit. Right. But you watched – I watched a lot of it anyway. And these like, guys – how fake – how fake is it? Like, things in Storage Wars are set into those places – when they open them and unlock it for the first time, it's not the first time they see it. The the contestants or yeah, the contest everybody. Yeah, everybody. However, I do feel like WWE may be like, oh, we're going to look for Booker T's robe that he wore during this when they've known the whole time who has that Where robe, it was. right? Yeah. But they're like, oh, we we searched far and low for it, you know. Uh, yeah, because it would be boring if every episode was like, I'm going to find, uh, you know, The Undertaker's first set of boots. Yeah. And every week they don't find anything. Right. Like, you can't have a show. Do you ever watch that show, the, the Pickers show, The American Pickers? Oh, yeah. Where they go somewhere. Do you know that before they get to that person's house where they're looking through their barns and everything, that that person has to sign a contract saying, we're going to sell you at least three things and we're, no. we're going to figure out a price? Yeah, like there's pages and pages. I have a family friend, talk to Andrew about it, uh, who denied the show because he's like, no, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to do all of this. All of the, uh, yeah, I hate pulling the curtain out behind it, but it, it makes too much sense, right? There's no, there's no reason to do it either. It's not like you're, get, like you're some shop that's going to get notoriety. It's not like right. Steve Doblinsky put his ugly mug in your uh, hot dog shop. You're going to, you're going to, what you're going to get out of it is when you go to get breakfast at the local diner tomorrow, after the show airs, everyone's yeah, yeah, going to yeah. be talking about it. You're going to have a great coffee and some good laughs. You're going to be like, Oh, these assholes did this. You know, you're going to give them the insight. It, it's a fun Those story. Guys, lovers. Right. That's it. It's just a fun story. Uh-oh. Just heard from the wife. Uh, she just overheard Hazel, Hazel talking to her uh, mermaid figure and said, damn, where's my mom? Yikes. Oh, Getting some curses. That's good. But anyway, uh, the, the WWE uh, thrift show, the, the Undertaker one was fun to watch. Damn's okay, right? What's that? Damn's yeah. all right. Damn's better than we got the... Uh, what were we getting there for a minute? We got a fuck for, for a minute there from Vera, but we just ignored it, and it hasn't been back. But it was definitely a fuck. Wow. Oh, fuck it. It was fuck it. It was straight up fuck it, and I know that that's me, and I try to not swear in front of my kids, but 
then when she says it, I'm like, well, that's me. So then we just ignored it for two weeks. She hasn't said it in front of teachers or grandparents. All's good. It's fine. But man, whew, we're good parents, I swear. Uh, A&E doing the show. Uh, they're doing uh, working with WWE because they have that other show, the the thrift store looking for their yeah. things and whatnot. Uh, they did a thing on the Warrior that came out Sunday night. Well, so originally it was scheduled to air later in the year, but uh, this week is the Ultimate Warrior on Dark Side of the Ring. Vince so A and E bumped it up, Vince, man, nailing it. That's smart. I think it was supposed to be Jake Roberts because I remember all the advertisement being about Jake, and then I'm like, what? Is, why is it the Warrior? And then I was like, oh, I think I heard Jim Cornette talking about it. He put that together, but uh, it was. I I liked it. I mean, they definitely put a positive spin on him. It was it was the nicest warrior documentary I've ever seen. Where I have a feeling Dark Side of the Ring is going to be the opposite. I think it's going to be you know uh, about what a psycho he was. Um, the dude definitely had problems, and they 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 framed it as he had like dad issues because his dad like abandoned him. And then he grew up in that little podunk town of Crawfordsville, Indiana, <laughs> and uh, he had to get. I mean, the whole show, the whole show is about him having to get out of Crawfordsville. There, there aren't many good people that I know out of there. No, no, no. Who, who, who could come from Crawfordsville? And there's a lot of B footage of Crawfordsville, Indiana, as well. Like uh, sweet you know, and sour Larry guy. Sweeney of Ring of Honor is from Crawfordsville, Indiana. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they went to the they went they went to the high school and we've been in the high school in Crawfordsville. Holy shit! So I was wondering shit. if it was the same place. I'm I'm still not clear if it was or not. But wow, I bet I mean I bet it was. I mean it's not like they went into it back in Warriors days. Like they went there within the last week or two, right? Or within the last year? Yeah, yeah, or within two. the last year. <laughs> so if you remember that high school and you watch the documentary, see if you can place the. Two. I'll take a look. Yeah, it. Yeah. That's interesting. But it was it was it was more of a positive Ultimate Warrior Ooh. documentary, and I did I did walk away liking him a lot more and kind of understanding him a little more. He's still a shithead, but I think I mean I think he's mentally ill. I mean I really do. I think the guy he had he had really severe paranoia, but not like savage, not like with women, but like with his own self worth and. And, and illusions of grandeur. Like, I mean, he believed he was the best and he should be paid the most. And, you know, I mean, and they go into it and they don't, they don't, they don't hide anything. They go into his, his hate speeches in Arizona. They talk about his steroid use. Um, you know, they, they talk about him holding up WWE for money, um, kind of having a pattern of be, being a hard guy to deal with and uh, all of it. But yet, I mean, you got to watch it because it's artfully done where you can tell because the WWE's relationship with Warriors character at the end and, and patching things up with the wife, they, I mean, they make it about him being a father, him being, you know, a really good dad and a guy who, who, you know, overcame some obstacles and, and, you know, became obsessed with his body and, uh, so they they did give you a little bit. Of, again, it's the best I've ever felt coming out of an Ultimate Warrior documentary about Jim Helwig. 
the man who became the warrior. So I'm sure Dark Side of the Ring tomorrow is going to reverse all those feelings. I'm going to go back to hating him. I listened to two documentaries, or I listened to two podcasts today from former people in the business. One of them was your your little podcast with uh, Bubba Bubba Ray Dudley. Yep. And uh, he he was very positive on Warrior, not not so much in uh, Warrior being a good guy, but kind of defending him as to like. Yeah, but you don't know what his side of the story is. That's and, busted open from Sirius XM. Yeah, and, and then I listen to Jim Cornette. And Jim, Corn- Jim Cornette does a very honest podcast, and, you know, he goes he's, does a very detailed podcast where he'll, he'll go into, like, the Warriors' history and the different federations and, you know, why Warriors is kind of a shithead. Um but I don't feel like he really he attacked him that much. I mean, he basically said no one liked the Ultimate Warrior because it's true. I mean, the truth of the matter is he's not a liked figure in wrestling by wrestlers, um, and he was a flash in the pan. I mean, he he was he was there and he was gone. Yeah. Um, but I thought both I thought both sides were valid, and I think if you if you like Warrior, you're gonna you're you're gonna walk away from this still liking him. If you don't like Warrior. I think you're going to have a, more of an appreciation for him. Uh, you know, he, he he was a guy who had matches no longer than four or five minutes. His matches were his entrance. And, you know, the guy couldn't really wrestle. But at the same time, he had a hell of a match with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six that went 25 minutes. And both those guys kind of had a reputation of, as not being great wrestlers. So, wow, that uh, was 25? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of knowing crowd work and whatnot, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Hogan carried that match, for sure, but they both delivered, and they pulled it off. And, man, what what a spot to be in, the Ultimate Warrior beating Hulk Hogan. This is a guy who hasn't had it lost that point at WrestleMania. Title for title. At WrestleMania to become the number one guy in wrestling. And you have Hulk Hogan, who's the top of the world, and he's he's – giving up that spot, even if it's temporary. And then WWE not really doing much with Warrior after that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they did, you know, both podcasts went into how the guy didn't really have anybody lined up for him. You know, there were no heels that the Warrior could take on. You know, the first feud out of the gate was against Ravishing Rick Rude. He already had that a year earlier at the previous, at WrestleMania five. that feud was long over. And, you know, that you had uh, The Undertaker, and then I think it went to Slaughter, and he lost the belt. So wow. he got put in that position, and then WWE just feel, felt like it wasn't working, and they pulled pretty quick. Um, and just the stress of all that. I mean, the guy was world champion, beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania in his fourth year in the business. You know, I mean, it's crazy. And the only reason was because the guy had a lot of charisma and he looked like a million damn dollars. That was his fourth year in, like even yeah. after the WCW stint included. Yeah. How yeah. long had he been in WWE? Like we were kids watching it. That's why I don't, I mean, I'm excited to watch this documentary now. And now I want to listen to the cornet and I want to listen to the other L being, being a WWE superstar, a wrestling superstar Sometimes I'm not saying that for everybody you need to do that because you know you you now have people like The Rock who obviously have gone further and done 
bigger in other things and didn't rely on this. But I think that sometimes some people need to have a little bit of the crazy to really get it out there, to really push, to push the, not pushing the envelope. That's the wrong term. You know what I mean? Like, but to push that out of you, everybody says that uh, acting, uh, being a performer in, in, in that sport and whatnot, it's just an amplified version of yourself but you've got to have a little bit of the craziness and a little bit of the be able to the not give a shit about other people to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, like yeah. I understand I mean, how this happens. You see it in film. You see it. You see it in sports. I mean, you see it in yeah. a lot of uh, professions where narcissistic, driven individuals tend to get to the top of their field. And a lot of them have the same story as the ultimate warrior where they get there and they burn out quick because, you know, they, you step over so many people to get to such a point. Once you're there, you can't be comfortable. And I, I think, I think that happens a lot too, but you know, I mean, there's some fantastic actors who are just very eccentric. Eccentric is probably a better word than, you know, egotistical or uh, narcissistic, but, um, yeah, there's a little bit of crazy to it, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Hulk Hogan was a master manipulator. I mean, he, he's a guy who knew how to play politics. Yep. He knew how to, uh, to to make people paranoid and, and, and to, to screw up. It was just a, a man-child. Uh, you know, he, he, he thought of Vince McMahon as, as like a father figure. And... Um, you know, Vince McMahon was running a business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night then for the Ultimate Warriors uh, dark side of the ring, which always leans a little bit darker. I've I've been listening to Jeff Jarrett's new Conrad podcast, and the interesting thing about that one is that Conrad was not not a Jeff Jarrett fan growing up hated him much much as me but I mean him being the heel and whatnot uh listen to the first episode which was about him uh him and Vince him holding up Vince the second episode about was about him getting fired on that first episode after uh after W after Vince bought WCW and he got fired on that episode the third episode has been about Owen, and, and I'm almost to the end of that, him talking about Owen. Al, I've got to tell you, I think I might go listen to some more Cornette podcasts now. Not that I don't like what I'm hearing. I am liking where he's getting. I do think that there is potential, but I'm going to give it a little bit more time to really sit there and figure out. It is, it, it's nice to hear from somebody who grew up in the business, uh, you know, with his dad, Jerry Jarrett and whatnot. It's nice to hear some of the inner workings of it coming from the Memphis territory. They're spending a lot of good time talking about uh, some of that in just his perspective of it. But I don't know. It, maybe it's just a little too green for me right now. So I'm not ready to give it the full endorsement. I say give it a shot. Give it a listen. I, I mean, you. I know that one of you, the first times I've ever seen you live on WWE TV – you were giving men on a mission the thumbs down because you were a big double J fan, my friend. I was, I was a fan of the gimmick. 
the strut. I never liked Jeff Jarrett. No, you're a fan. You're a fan. So, <laughs> it, it, it is going to be a challenge. I never liked Derek Bischoff either, and I can tolerate his podcast. Even it's though he even even though he spends six minutes answering a question sometimes. I yeah, do, I don't. I do. Too. I don't listen that much. Me neither, but I've enjoyed his podcast. I as you, yeah. Yeah, if it's on, I mean, if it's on, if there's something interesting and it catches my eye, I will listen to it. But it's not yeah. one of my weekly podcasts. Why did but, I fall off yeah. the Angle podcast so quick? I feel like I, did you? Are you still listening to the Angle? That's a fair point. No, I enjoyed the first episode or two. I really did, but I haven't like tried to jump back into the damn thing. He he did an episode recently where he interviewed Randy Orton. And I thought no. that was good. Okay. Conrad, Conrad shut up. He just kind of stayed in the background. And Kurt Angle ran the interview with Randy Orton. That's a different. I, that, I like that. It, Conrad's letting him go away from the, the Conrad uh, outline for podcasts. Yeah. Like, it's not just reading Melter cheat sheets and shit. Melter sheets, you know? Like, it's, uh, you enjoyed that episode? I did. I did. Okay. Yep. Man, I am still torn between Tyreek Hill and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, if anybody else wants to chime in on that, like Al right now is trying to figure out, is he going to draft Taylor from the Colts, the running back, or Tyreek Hill, the the wide receiver? Who else do you have? Where are you at right now in this draft? This is the... I know, but I want you to remind the listener. This is the eighth pick of the draft. Okay. And I've I've drafted Hill in a previous draft. I have I have Tyreek Hill's wide receiver one and and uh Jonathan Taylor as uh running back seven. So but he's the best available running back and if I don't grab him it's gonna be another be another zero running back situation, which I like it. I believe is a legitimate winning strategy, but I don't know how many times I want to play it. I don't want to have the same draft twice either. Sure. Oh man. I understand. I understand. And this is for the million dollars. I'm gonna. Oh, oh man. I'm so close to just drafting Jonathan Taylor. That's where I'm leaning. But Hill is such a good value. I get it. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. You can join in on the conversation, talk about anything that you would like. Um, I've recently been convinced that the Chicago Cubs are going to win the uh, World Series. I uh, I bet money on it today, five whole dollars. Tyreek Hill has gone to the Larchers. You already did it. Yeah. Ooh, somebody just commented, Larcher, do not do it. Do, do what? Do not draft Hill. Get out of here. Was that a real comment? No. Right. No, I would have had a name or something. I would have really given it up. Jonathan Taylor's bye week is week 14, which is right in the wow, thick of, of, like, of the playoffs for this competition. I think week's like... 14, 15, and 16 matter towards that million dollars. So I'd rather have Hill playing than Jonathan Taylor sitting. 
in the late rounds. I mean, you got to think this stuff through. You have to think of everything. This just in. Kevin just said it right there. Do not, do not draft Hill. If this was a ladies basketball, uh, best ball tournament, I would listen. But uh, I, I don't know if I, I trust Kevin and his fantasy football. You trust Kevin. You do. And by the way, uh, Kevin, I am the family and I, like, for my birthday this year, I'm buying us. We're going to go, the whole family, we're going to go watch the, the Chicago Sky play. Candace Parker, she's not coming home because she's not playing in Naperville. She's playing here in Chicago, uh, which I appreciate having her back in the Chicago land area. Uh, I am very excited to go watch with my family down to uh, – we're not, we're not going on my birthday. We might go for Al's birthday, actually. Yeah, uh, August 12th will be a great day <laughs> to go see a Sky game. <sighs> do, you remember when, do you remember when the Garth Brooks concert, when the Sky were in the championship back in 2014? No. And they were playing at Allstate Arena, but Garth Brooks, the concert that we went to for Garth Brooks' first concert back in – a long, long – yeah, they did drop the last two. Candace has been out. Hopefully she'll be back, Kevin. Kevin said that they dropped the last two. Hopefully they can turn it around. But, uh, yeah, uh, man, they've, they've got some good stuff. I like, I like Quigley, Vandersloot. Like, I, I do like what we're seeing with the sky. The, 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 I'm very happy to go. I want to get the jersey, the, the black jersey. I want my kids to have, like, that jersey. I'm so excited. We will be going. They were in the championship at Allstate Arena, Al, the Skyware, for the WNBA. But the concert that we went to September of 2014, Garth Brooks had – they moved to the UIC Arena because Garth Brooks was coming through to kick off – I mean, it was the first time he played in 20 years or whatever. He's a force of nature. I mean, let's (laughs) face it. Yeah. The NBA would have done it in a snap. The NFL would have canceled games. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, a, see, we get, I'm 100%. I'm 100% behind this guy right now. I had their we, game on last night. I did. Uh, they played against the Dream again. Uh, I, I'm enjoying watching. I mean, the meeting went something like this. They were like... Was it thirteen thousand in the uh, restaurant yeah, yeah, it holds thirteen. Yeah, it was like, well, we could have thirteen thousand hillbillies who like to drink beer, or we could have about three thousand family people. <laughs> no, they went with Garth. I mean, he was going to be there for eleven days, selling the place out. Yeah, compared to three championship games, or no, I think they. They might only play a series of five, so it was either two or three games where they would what get five. What do you think those thousand. games drew? Like, what do you think a championship game drew? I think it's drawing more now, especially with the Lawrence and girls going down. But yeah, Kevin's right. That was surprisingly accurate on on your numbers there, Al. I mean, yeah, yeah I agree. It, it was a no doubter, but uh, yeah, Kevin, I, I do think we are going to get a Patreon. Right? Patreon? 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 But, yeah. Uh, as, soon, as soon as you learn how to say it, we'll get it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, I think you were right on with that. What did you ask me right before that? No, you don't remember. I, no. Yeah, 
I don't. I can't remember two minutes ago. Larcher and Lawrenson here on Live at the Sports Attic. We are, you know, I mean. Man, Devontae Adams, I'm curious to see where he's going to be drafted. His average draft position right now is 16. And uh, I'm going to see if he goes around there. I mean, where do you I, think I, Devontae Adams is right now? Is Jordan Love throwing to him? Who's throwing to him? Yeah, if, if Jordan Love is throwing to him, I mean, that's just a risky draft pick at this point. Maybe now is the time to draft him because the market is uncertain. And if Aaron Rodgers does play with Green Bay, you're going to get yourself a hell of a deal on a dude who might be running back one. Uh, you can get him in the second, maybe third round. I don't know. I mean, if he falls to a third round, you have to take him, right? If he, I mean, if he comes yeah. back to me late. Yeah. Well, I, he, I, I'm, I'm back up in eight picks. He's not going to be there. I don't think. But – I'm gonna, I would have a very hard time drafting him. When I know I can get Austin Eckler and get all those touches on the Chargers, Aaron Jones is right there with him with an average draft position of 12. I think I'd rather have the running back with the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. It, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Is he really not going to be there? I don't think he is. Me neither. Am I, am I wrong on that? No, I, I mean, I really That feels like a pipe Rogers dream. Is a Chicago Bears fan, that feels like a pipe dream. Yeah. You see, I mean, I'm not even sure he doesn't play, does not not play this year. Well, he just sits out. Right. I'd like to see him go to Denver. I think that would be interesting. But, I mean, he's yeah. hanging out in Hawaii with some young kids. I don't even know who those people were. Apparently, people know them. I, I, I don't think he's playing. I, yep. I just want to give you the heads up, uh, notification in. I think that all of us here, the Chicago listening viewership, if you're listening live, if you're listening tomorrow on podcast, you already know this. But tomorrow uh, is going to be 25 degrees cooler than today. I just want to give you the heads up. Like today was uh, it was almost warm. But not quite. It was warm in certain situations. Tomorrow's definitely never going to be warm, and it's going to be kind of cool. I just and there there there's rain in the forecast. I just want everyone to be aware of this, to be ready for tomorrow. Thank thank you for that. I, I'm ready for a cool day. I I, I I need a cool day. Sick of coming home and sweating. Yeah, um, I get it. Do you know anything about the Let's Bear Down pot? Let's Bear Down dot com. No, nothing, nothing. I don't either. Are so you I don't know it? how. I don't know how reliable this is. This could be clickbait. All right. But according to them, uh, the McCaskies are preparing to sell the Chicago Bears. Dude, I think I, I've told you this before that my inside information has told me that. As soon as Virginia is no longer a part of the Chicago, is no longer a part of this world, that the the children are going to sell the team. Here's what they're writing over at letsbeardown.com. What's that? It seemed like it was never going to happen. However, now it seems like it's really happening, and it might be happening way sooner than expected. According to Jim O'Donnell of the Daily Herald, those discussions are happening right now. O'Donnell reports that there are some internal discussions going on amongst members of the McCaskey family 
to sell the Chicago Bears in the very near future. There are three leading candidates at the moment, Pat Ryan, Jeff Bezos, and Neil Bloom. Who's, Ryan, who, who's Pat Ryan? Ryan, 83, is the favorite. The billionaire businessman in partnership with 91-year-old Andy McKinnon, who owns 19.7% of the Bears. He also owns the right of refusal as primary investor if the McCaskey stock comes up for sale. Sons Pat Ryan Jr. and Bob Ryan are energized entrepreneurs who have diversified interests while attempting to maintain the vigor of their father. If Ryan were to purchase the controlling interest of the Bears, one of his sons likely emerges as an adjunct executive force in the future. Who's excited about the team to do well? Well, I mean, if, if you purchase, if you purchase something, you would hope to be motivated to have that team be motivated to win. Motivated to win one championship, maybe. You know, like like the like the Cubs, like a yeah, maybe, maybe a team with money, a, a family with money, did that. They won one championship, and then they seem to not give much of a shit anymore. It it happens. Uh, I thought they were rebuilding. There's an yeah, old sure. Going yeah, uh, they're going to win the World Series this year. Uh, uh, the Chicago Bears' uh, current net worth: uh, the team that George Hallis, the family, paid one hundred dollars for. How about this? for a profit on a franchise. He paid $100 for them in 1920 are currently estimated to be worth $3.53 billion. The 18th most valuable sports franchise in the world. Wow. We should start a sport. Yeah. Let's start a fucking sport. I will sell kids, our grandkids, grandkids, Three point five three billion. Maybe some kind of. It's got to have running, boxing, and uh, there's got to be a ball involved. Seems like all the successful ones have. Honest opinion here. What about football on ice? How many more? How many more years do I give? Now that they had this good draft, now that we seem to have some people in place, do I need to not worry well, about how much time anymore? Given, do I need to just let things unfold? Given the, well, given the fact that you have absolutely zero say in any of it, you worry. Like, I mean, who cares? <laughs> if they, yeah. Just hope things go in the right direction, and they seem to be. What yeah. more can you do? Look, I don't like the mayor of Chicago. What am I going to do? I got to wait two years to do anything if I wanted to. And I'm not. I don't care what. I'm not voting anybody. Hell is, with it. Is there a chance that she wins in two years? I would sure. think. I would think it have to be. It, it would have to be a hell of a comeback at this point. I don't know. There's a lot of people who love her. I I voted for her twice. In the original, then in the uh, the the runoff with Preckwinkle, your your favorite. I told you, Chewy. I told everyone, Chewy. Chewy wasn't everyone even there this time. Stood. Chewy wasn't because even there. Because he should have been. No. Chewy over Rom. Chewy would have. You want to buy alcohol? 
If you want to buy alcohol at four in the morning, Chewy would have went ahead and you could have bought alcohol. You could have bought alcohol with an app. Our friend Kevin asks, Al, wants to know your opinion here, Al. What's wrong with the mayor of Chicago? Everything. Like, we know everything is wrong. Where do I start? Do you want me to get the list out? It's longer than Jericho's list of a thousand holes, thousand and three holes. I can't, like, I mean, how many hours you got? <laughs> this is, it's an absolute disaster in this city right now. And uh, Clark even agrees. It's so bad, Clark agrees. No, I Clark, love this agree? city. I love this city. But she's out. I'm done. Get her out of here. Uh, I voted for now, Lindsay Lawrenson's agreeing with me. You know there's problems. Who's agreeing with you? Lindsay Lawrence. Lefty Lawrenson. Le- you said Lindsay. I'm who's Lindsay? Lefty. Lefty Lawrence. Why am I lefty Lawrenson? I throw righty. It's a hell of a hell of a uh, curveball. I got a good curve. Well, I watched that uh, Sorkin movie the other day with the the Chicago Seven. Oh, I saw some of that. Do you know that I I was leading a bicycle tour? And all of a sudden, we come around a corner two years ago, come around a corner, and it looks like there's a protest from the early 70s, maybe late 60s. And then I look and notice Damn. the camera's around. And then I'm like, okay, they're filming something. Ask the guy who's holding off the, the sidewalk in the, in the street. I say, hey, what are they filming? He's like, well, I can't tell you. But it has something to do with, like, uh, 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 Sasha Barrett Cohen. And the, uh, the, the, the 68 riots. <laughs> I was like, all right. But honestly, I came up upon that with my tour. Wow. And all of cool. a sudden, we walked into a protest from the late 60s. It was awesome. That's a time. And they were filming. Remember right, filming when we left it was the, amazing. Remember when we left like a comedy accident rehearsal? Yes. And we walked Dillinger. outside in 1930? Fuck yeah. Uh, that was the Johnny Depp one, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the movie? Was it any good? Never saw it. No. What did you think of the trial of the oh. Chicago 7? It, it was it was Sorkin. If you like Sorkin, you'll like it. If you don't like Sorkin, you didn't like it. I like Sorkin. I've only, so. I've only watched Newsroom and the Facebook movie, I think. Okay. And I like news, Newsroom. Newsroom was good. The one with Jeff Daniels. I never did West Wing. West Wing was good. Okay. The the uh, Boulevard on Sunset. The, the Saturday Night Live oh, one was good. That only lasted like six episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, was I like that. I did more. watch that. I watched that one. Yeah, I gotta watch West Wing. It. Do you know if West Wing's too dated to watch at this point? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you would like. I mean, old Lefty Lawrence should like the West Wing. I think it fits right up his alley. Lefty, I throw righty. I don't understand the left. Uh, I don't either. I'm in the middle. It. I'm in the middle, man. You know me. In yeah. the middle. Hey. There's no. There's nothing in your name that sounds good with middle. Middle Lawrenson, middle Ronald, middle Clark. Even Keel Lawrenson, old Switzerland Lawrenson. I'm neither here nor there. Not north, uh, not south. I'm not no left, lefty I'm not Lawrence. Right. I'm right here in the middle. Bear down, Chicago Bear. What else? Well, well, Lefty did live in the song Poncho and Lefty. Or did the Fatterellis get him in the end? Anyways, he lived longer than Poncho. I do prefer living. I think he goes to Cleveland, as a matter of fact. I do want to go to that Cleveland Browns game. Do you want to go? No, thank you. I know you don't. Where would you go watch a Bears game with me? You won't go down to Soldier Field with me to watch it. You won't go Do to play in Cleveland to watch it. No, no, nobody's playing in Hawaii. 
Oh, the guy who created a very hungry caterpillar hit, kicked the bucket. What? I God, dirt nap. I've read that book like three times in the last three weeks. I'm pretty good at reading it. You should you should sit the girls down tonight and let them know that the guy who wrote it is dead. You got to look up this guy Blippy. Al. Look at his net worth and see what he did. Because let me tell you, if anybody has a scam that just gets all the kids and all the parents and and the dude made a lot of I'm I'm happy for him actually. It's amazing. Doesn't sound like it. It's easy to come up with a kid's show. It but sounds it, like you're it, not happy for him. That you're in fact quite the opposite, but then you caught yourself and you're trying to force compassion into it. Well because you're like, I mean, oh I should, he's a human. I should respect him. It's easy to come up with a with a concept that kids enjoy. I mean, he is no Mr. Rogers. Can't even hold a fucking candle to Mr. Rogers. But what but what he does is he is he he uh, I I give props to him, honestly. But but he he figured it out. He figured out how to not be too creepy to where parents want to turn him off. Or he's figured out how to entertain parents' children long enough or entertain yeah, the children of the parents long enough to where they don't have to pay attention to their kids. Because he's worth like 20 million bucks just from making YouTube videos. So maybe we should make some, maybe we should turn this into a kid show. Oh, we'd be perfect for it. Money. Yeah, little Clark would have to come back. It's been a while since you've had that. Hey! I, I, I miss little Clark. Hey! I miss Chewy. I miss Little Clark. I miss it all. Cowabunga, man! What else? What else was left, Al, for the night? I had more. We're getting there. I don't think I got anything. The Shawn Michaels documentary on A&E was good. Oh, the Shawn one happened? Yeah. That was last week. Okay. I liked that one. I, I thought that was really good. And they made him out to be very likable. Um, even Cornette, who hates Shawn Michaels, is like, you know, I, I actually, if he's like, if I was the kind of person to give people second chances, I might have to after that. Oh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, good. I'll watch that. Al, if tickets go on sale for All Out, and it's at whatever the hell they call that place in Hoffman Estates now, Now Center, the Now, yeah, I think it's the Now Arena. Um, are we going? I, you know, I heard it was in St. Louis, and I was going to ask you, is that doable? No joke. I'm not even trying to make a shitty St. Louis thing. I think it actually is in St. Louis. No way. Is that just because Illinois is too tight? Probably. Even by September? Oh, they might just be looking to get things booked now, and it's just easier if they they feel they can trust it more. Uh, no, it looks like it's just AEW Dynamite in November, so may, may, I, I could be wrong. But I could have sworn I heard something about St. Louis being one of their sh- big shows. Um, yeah, if it's an off in the States, for sure we're going. And I might go. I was going to ask you. I might go I was to St. Ask, Louis, too. 
I was going to ask you if you wanted to go to the movie theater Sunday to go watch the pay-per-view, the closed circuit. But I got I got Dungeons and Dragons. So hey, oh, do you? Dungeons. Do you really? I do. Yeah. Damn. Uh, because I, the movie theaters, the only two that it's playing at aren't really close to the north side here, right? There's one down They're in Dalton. Not- I mean, it's like 15 miles. It's not close. It's not far. Right. But it also, Hoffman Estates isn't close either. Like, it's as yeah, far no. as going to that. So, yeah, you're right. That would make sense. Um, yeah, shit. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, you got Dungeons & Dragons. I got Dungeons It's D&D. Now. Why isn't it on Saturday? That doesn't make me happy. I'd rather they were on Saturdays like uh, they, they used to do. Remember? Uh, yeah, no, there, there's a specific reason why it's a Sunday event. Some fight or I something. I forget what it is. Yeah, Something's right. going on with scheduling. Like, But from that, they're, they're going to aim to have Saturday pay-per-views. I did hear them talk about that. So They are? They they do still want to keep it Saturdays? Yeah. As much as possible? I do like that a lot. Um, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. I haven't started it, of course, because uh, we're doing our show. But they're entering their last half hour as we are doing this show live, and I will go watch it. Yeah, that's on my agenda for the evening. I'm, it's the go-home uh, show. Cook up an Italian sausage and uh, watch some uh, – some, steam some spinach and watch some wrestling. In what? What are you going to steam the spinach in? The microwave in the bag. Are you going to cook anything in your Ninja tonight? Yeah. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw the spinach in the microwave, let it steam in there. I'm going to saute some butter in the Ninja, throw the spinach in the, in the, uh, well, first I'm going to air fry the sausage. Then I'm going to, uh, then I'm going to saute some, uh, uh, butter, throw the spinach in the butter, a little pepper, a little salt, and then I'm going to chop up the sausage, throw that in the spinach and top that with some mozzarella. Awesome. That'll be great, Al. Uh, enjoy that dinner. Thank you. I will. Hey, I put a door handle on my car. Holy shit, I meant to ask you about that tonight. Congrats. I know last week was a little bit rough. I'm officially with the guys with the business call, a YouTube mechanic. Did you just go? I my certification. I've been a YouTube few things, painter, other shit. I'm a terrible painter. I painted my deck. It was awful. But when you went to pull it, it just pulled right off. Was it in your hand? Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Well, first of all, oh, great, the door handle broke. What do I do now? Okay, I'll go to the passenger side, open up the door, and get in. Boy, that sucks. Then I realized, oh, the driver's side is the only side where the key unlocks the door, and I can open the door. Because so there's only a key there. So, so then for a couple for a couple weeks, thank you, Miss, from, we got our producer coming to us from Britain, uh, but for like a, a minute there, you, you had to leave a window open or something. Yeah, I always had to leave a window open or the back door open. <laughs> I understand so my car those was problems. I, I mean, that's a very Chicago, like, I've had that issue. Yeah. Do you remember the night where you and I sat outside a car in Lakeview on Seminary trying to open it up? It was the coldest day of the year in Chicago. A cop came by one time. He goes, hey, uh, we got a call about two people trying to break into a car, but we've been watching it for a couple minutes, and uh, I don't think you guys are the type of guys who are going to be breaking into cars. 
And then they drove off, and then they came back a half hour later, and you could tell they were just sick of getting phone calls about it. So they broke into the car for us. So the moral of that story is just wait it out. On the coldest day of the year. Was it? It was. Uh, We were battling, like, you know, gloves and trying to do metal. Oh, and we were trading off and on because you were warming up your hands while I'm warming up my hands. Flashlight. Good night, blog talk. Good night. Good night, everybody. Yep, we'll see you next week. Good night, Al. Good night, Clark. Good night. Are we off? No. Hang on.